the Game Central Podcast, episode 141. I am your co-host, Gareth. I'm joined by Dave. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, find all our episodes, past, present, and future at gamebanter.co.uk. Dave, how are you? I am doing okay. I'm I'm quite tired and mm-hmm. have been ill with man flu um, yeah. and just recovering. So, yeah. Nice. I too have not been. Feeling, yeah, I was about to say. I too have been I suffering from a little, a little spat of the mouth. You not much, not enough to keep me. Yes, in. tis the season for man flu. Yeah. It feels like you know, um, especially within the Midlands, it can't decide whether it's raining, um, glorious sunshine, snowing, or hailstorms. So I reckon that's 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 what's brought on the man flu. That sounds exhausted. Yeah, mate. Just imagine, just imagine trying to prepare for a journey. Uh-huh. Okay, just imagine trying to prepare for a journey when you leave your home and it's raining, but when you get to your destination, it's snowing. Like, how do you prepare for that? Just don't go. There we go. That's the answer. And, that, and that's clearly what my body has decided to do. <laughs> my body's gone, you know what? You're not going anywhere. So, fucking stay still. Your body's smart. Mm. So, your Dave. body hasn't got there yet. Yeah, <laughs> you're back in work this week. Uh, you had last week off. Mm-hmm. Or last few weeks, I think. Been a week or two weeks, three weeks since we last had did one of these. Yeah, it's been about three weeks. Yeah, fucking hell. So what's yeah. new? What's new, Dave? We'll catch up um, between you and I. What's new? What's new? Um, God, that is bad. There is actually nothing new in my life, particularly. Um. Yeah, all the big ones, like, still playing PlayStation, still loving it. That's oh, still Mm-hmm. Just you? You've not got your brother on it yet? No, to be fair, try to convince him. Everyone's still playing Apex, though. Um, which hasn't been too bad, to be fair. Been playing that, talk about that a bit later. Um, yeah, nothing massively new. Uh, not particularly in my life. In my brother's life, he's opened up a shop. Really? Yeah, big shop. Yeah, he's opening up a um, opening a bottle shop that sells alcoholic beverages, but bespoke and craft ales and beers, which is quite exciting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean really... okay? I just not, wasn't that. expecting that. You know. Yeah, they're genuine. See, this is it. Everyone just shits their pants when I tell them. They're like, "What? What?" A shop. The same brother yeah. that's been on this podcast. Yeah, same brother that's been on this podcast. is uh, He's been in the works for about eight months, probably longer. Um, they officially got the shop about eight months ago um, and have been slowly getting permission from the council, etc., to open this shop. And it's opening on the 23rd of March. Wow. So, yeah, big, big news. I visited London, saw the shop. And uh, yeah, wasn't really expecting much. Walk team was quite impressed. So yeah, 
And you say it's called a bottle shop. Is that like a known term? I don't drink. Yes, so. it is. Yes, this is it. This is a known term in the um, in the craft beer and ale society niche fandom, I guess, community. Um, a bottle shop is where you buy. See, I had to learn this. I'll bore you a little bit to tell you. Um, brewery, uh, breweries, can't really say that word. Um, people who brew beer, um, they usually have their standard brews and then they have their um, short life brews. So, for example, if you take um, Foster's, for example, they always say, like, right, Foster's, the, the beer that you buy in the can. Mm-hmm. That's their standard brew. That that's their lager, which they'll send out to every single shop. Um, that's the Foster's brand. However, sometimes they sell like lemon infused lager. That's like a niche and small batch brew, okay. which they put in bottles and they sell in smaller shops. That lasts for like a limited time and then they don't brew it anymore those beers are the beers that people who like to experiment with beers hunt for and those are the sort of beers that my brother is selling I see so it's been um, yeah it's been a growing market according to all the market research he's done see I'm, I'm, I'm with you as well I do not drink a lot of beer um, but it's alcohol, so it will sell. As far as I'm concerned, mm. is he going to mix some like cheap and cheerful stuff in with to bring in the punters? Um, not no, I don't think he'll need to. If I'm honest, really? No, yeah, because there's an off license um close by, so there's no point in trying to compete with the off license. You know, there's enough there's enough business um for this niche stuff. That he'll be able to buy it. He knows because he's the person who travels to buy niche beers, and so you know if he's part of that community, he knows the people exist. So uh, yeah, he's confident I guess. himself. Right. I'll keep you updated on the success, and I hope I hope it's a screaming success. Sure, I mean far be it for me to judge someone's business about a subject matter which I know literally zero about. So. Exactly. This is what I'm on. I literally had to be educated by my youngest brother because I was staring at him just like, what's, what's the difference between an off-license? My first question, I think it highly offended him, was, so what's the difference between an off-license and a bottle shop? And I, it looked like he was going to throw the crate of beer at me. His monocle <laughs> fell out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pipe he was smoking puffed <laughs> in pure disgust. Um, <laughs> he dropped A gold bar fell out of his pocket. Yeah, he was like, "What?" <laughs> um, but yeah, there is there is um since being in his bottle shop, I have spotted three bottle shops in Birmingham, which I obviously was blind to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't know that they were there, and since knowing what a bottle shop is, I'm I'm suddenly spotting them everywhere. So maybe you'll see some in Manchester. Maybe sounds like the Ellery stock keeps rising though. Mm-hmm. The, that Ellery name in 10 years Ellery time name. is going to be known Worth throughout the millions, land mate. Yeah. what's new with you anyway any what's, big updates what's new with me um, I got a cheeky little uh, promotion at work Ooh, cheeky 
just a cheeky one. Um, went up one grade, which nice. isn't much, but you know, it's, it's alright. It's a step up, mate. Um, as far as anything else, uh, I'm going to a gaming stag do. And actually, the 23rd of March, the same day your brother's shop opens. Wow, a gaming stag do? What does this entail? Oh, by the way, I just remembered some big news, which I will actually announce after this, but carry on. Alright, is this different from your rape news? This is different from my rape news. No, this is something that just happened today. I can't believe I forgot about it. It's probably a sickness. Carry on. What's happening in this um, game stag? Uh, well, it sounds like what's going to happen is take my PC down to, I believe it's Watford, but please don't stalk me and stab me, people who, like who live in Watford. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take your PC down and everyone sets up all their PCs and consoles and stuff in one house and then you all just game together for a weekend. Just land party in it. It is, but he's getting married, so that's well, like, yeah, 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 have you Have you got a list of games that you're going to play? Or are you just going to Dota it all the way. Um, what's what's, what's be going on? Dota, there'll be probably some like Smash Bros. There'll be everything that you would want to do for a weekend. Probably lots of KFC as well. Oh yeah. All oh, my current weight loss is going down the drain. It's alright. You're allowed to cheat week, mate. Just don't, just don't eat so much chicken that you put on the weight. All the weight. Oh, so much chicken. So much chicken. That sounds delicious. Um. Yeah, um, I remember doing LAN parties for Halo 2 mm-hmm. and genuinely spending weekends around my friend's house. Usually when he's, his parents went to Italy, they had a house. His dad was Italian, so they used to go um, and visit his family quite often. Um, my mate used to stay behind because uh, he had a job. Um, what, couldn't get all that dick. time off work. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, he used to invite us all around. We used to bring out all our Xboxes and Switches, as in network Switch, right. rather than a futuristic... <laughs> I was on a Nintendo Switch way before <laughs> way ahead of the curve. It's old news. Uh, yeah, I remember just thinking, first of all, just going, "This is I'm not going to be entertained for a whole weekend. And then literally Monday would roll around and be like, shit, I don't think I've slept. <laughs> so it would be like what four Xboxes, four TVs. It used to be more than that. We used to have eight Xboxes. Wow. Uh, two person per Xbox. So we used to have sixteen people in this house. I remember literally uh, the, the half the fun was trying to figure out where we're putting all of these Xboxes and televisions. Um, and then finding an endless amount of Ethernet cables to connect to this gargantuan switch that we had in the middle of the room. <laughs> Just like yeah. It was it was hardcore. We had like three people upstairs and or three Xboxes upstairs and then we crammed the rest of them downstairs. I remember one year we I, I played I played Halo 2 with my Xbox on the on the cooker, so on the hobs, because it's the only place that we could fit it. <laughs> what? Yeah. So he had one of those hobs that had the cl- the glass protector that used to flip down. 
Does that make sense? It had the glass yes. tape top. Does that make sense? I know what you mean. Yeah. So yeah, put the glass table top down, and then I <laughs> just set it up there because <laughs> it was the only space. And I remember my ass going numb because I because we had to sit on the kitchen stalls where his breakfast bar was. Yeah, we were crammed in that kitchen. Wow. But no, it was good times. Yeah, good times. So that's yeah, that's what I've got to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, yeah you should. I hope we get like a surface and not. Just... Well, no, yeah, it's probably it's probably a lot more. You can you guys put pop... put your PC in the sink. <laughs> Mate, the dishwasher's free. <laughs> Slam it in there. It's fine. <laughs> Crouch. <laughs> Crouch indeed. Uh, were you okay? We it seemed like we might get Rob on this week. He's been messaging us like, oh, yeah. what do you, what do you guys think of this such and such a game? And we've been messaging back and forth with him a little bit, but he's still not he's still not just just there yet. No, he's not just there. He's been cra- He's been um, he's been screaming about Metro for ages, hasn't he? So yeah. we said let's talk about it in the podcast, and like you said, he will get there. He'll come back. He will, but until he does, we're just gonna. We're Try and keep on, this thing going. It. We are the um, um, life support machine, keeping this podcast alive. Exactly. Um, big news: uh, MCM, the Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on the twenty third, busy weekend. Oh shit! It appears. Uh, busy weekend for us all. Um, it's coming to Birmingham, and I'm lucky enough this year that, um, due to this podcast, might I add. Uh, I was able to get a press pass. Wait, really? Genuine. Uh, Why is this pre- the first I'm hearing about this? <laughs> because I it was a fucking long shot. <laughs> so I'm just going to put that one out there now. <laughs> so I um I have I, I applied for a press pass um using my photography um business as well as the podcast to say that I'm going to chat about and um obviously photograph and blog about the convention and what's mm-hmm. going on mainly on the podcast about the gaming stuff which is going on and then in my photography side about the cosplay stuff which is going on and I was like it's it's a it's a serious long shot I know someone who works for MCM right and I asked him I was like what's the chances of me getting it he said um how it usually works 80% of the press passes go to um actual press sure that makes so, sense. <laughs> so, like the Guardian, the Independent, uh, the Metro, you know, they do usually they do like a a tidbit article yeah. about the convention, but it's press that they want. So, eighty percent of their press passes go to those people. He said, um, out of the remaining twenty percent, fifteen percent go to people who have acquired press passes in the past. Right. And he goes, that leaves 5% of the press passes to go to newcomers, such as yourself. So he was like, yeah, apply. But he goes, it's going to be quite slim. He goes, I've, I've, I've known people who've applied five years in a row and not got one. So I just applied and they've just emailed me today to say, congratulations, here's your, here's your press pass. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, holy shit. Um, so yeah. After the 23rd, I'll be, or if we do a podcast before then as well, that's probably pushing it. Uh, <laughs> so the next podcast, I'll be talking about what's happened at MCM. Um, it, the press pass allows me to get into the convention. It doesn't give me any access to any of the celebrities. Okay. Um, 
but it does mean that I'm allowed access to and take pictures inside the hall um, take pictures around the place as well and it gives me early access as well so I can walk around the convention an hour before everyone else I can look at you know what's on offer in terms of gaming lots of board games and card games are usually played I think last year there was a Tekken and Mortal Kombat tournament as well going on cool. so I'll see what I can find and I will uh, I'll report back well if people want to follow what pictures you're taking and what you're doing think, do you have any like social media you want to share for people uh, to follow my and this is going to make you laugh I love my photography name um my account name is called Penguin Photographics, and okay. I can be found on Instagram and Facebook. So that's Penguin, the animal, Photographics. Uh, I think it's uh, Penguin, the chocolate biscuit, actually. Penguin, the chocolate biscuit, <laughs> Photographics. Okay, and yeah. And um, people can expect cosplay shots and shots of lots rare of, game lots and of stuff cos- and celebrities yeah. and lots of lots of cosplay um photography cosplay portraits photoshop edits um and soon to be blog posts about gaming etc i'm yeah i'm looking forward to it i was i was generally not expecting anything so but now i'm proper buzzed up i'm like yes i can finally because usually they block me like even No, so usually you go buy a ticket and I've got all my professional camera gear uh-huh. and they're usually just like, you can't use that inside the hall. Oh, sure. uh, not with the flash. So you can take pictures, just not with any other flashes. Um, and I'm like, oh, what? Um, it's really dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> like the pictures are going to be a bit shit. And they're like, oh, well, you know, get a press pass. Um, and last year I got told to get a press pass about eight times. Jesus. So, so now I might walk around to those people if I find them and be like, I've got a press pass. Uh, just to be an ass. <laughs> really. But yeah. Like I imagine I said, as well, if you walk up to a cosplayer and you like have the press badge, they're more likely to be like, oh, I'll give you the good stuff. I'll give well, you a good fair, pose, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, not to blow my own trumpet, but a lot of people um, know my name now. Um, okay. Which I fully wasn't expecting as well. Um, so last year no one and like so last year March um, was the first time I went out and thought I'm actually going to take some proper good photographs of people and again like you said uh, people were willing but they were like oh you know when am I going to see these photographs etc yeah uh, and you're right when when they see that purple press badge they're like yes without question I'll pose for you because uh, I know this is going to go somewhere um but yeah, um, November, it came to Birmingham again, and I was I was recognised for my work a little bit, and then this time around, I posted onto a social group, uh, which is based around MCM Birmingham, just to say, oh, who am I going to see there? Does anyone want a photo shoot? And literally about fifty people within the first two hours commented to be like, yes, yes. Nice. So I was like, fuck. I think people know who I am. <laughs> it's a lovely feeling, if I'm honest. Um, so Hopefully again, they don't listen, though, because then they'll know all the bad stuff. Yeah, fucking hell, just imagine if they know this podcast. <sighs> but yeah, no, like I said, really looking forward to it. Um, MCM always brings it. Uh, it. It always is a 
absolute joy to be there. And if anything, my only negative feeling in November was the fact that I didn't have a press pass. So I was, I was just a little bit annoyed more than anything else. Um, but I really enjoyed myself in November. So I think this year, is, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks, it's going to be even better. So I'm, I'm buzzing. That's awesome, so, man. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you the lowdown. Please do. Thanks, thanks to this podcast, actually. Without you guys, I don't think I'll be able to get it done. You're very welcome, Dave. Uh, it's our bit of... Uh, you know, you've got to do something nice for somebody in need every yeah, once so in a while. Yeah, this is it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, our way of making sure you don't end up in a gutter somewhere, you know? This podcast that's just it. keeps you afloat. and we It know does. It. it does. Yeah. That's it. All right, well... That's been a nice yeah. little catch up, a nice little uh, get to get, get back, back to, to the swing of things and get back to swing of things. So yeah, are you ready for some facts? I'm ready for some facts. Oh god. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Fine. Let's do it. Let's move on Let's to do it. Let's do it. Go on, you do it. Did you know? <laughs> Did you know, Dave, this is the section of the podcast where we enlighten our listeners, um, give them knowledge they didn't have before. The, the greatest gift of all is knowledge. It's knowledge. And due to your your absolute uh, enthusiasm for this um, for this section, um, it it just it just shows me that you've got an absolute bang off a fact <laughs> which you can't wait to share. Mate, you you are so unprepared for my facts. I I think you may actually die when you hear my incredible facts. Right, okay then. I'm ready for it. Let's okay. hear it. Also a chance I may have oversold them by quite a lot. So my first fact uh, is related to Super Smash Brothers. Oh, I like it already. So, did you know that the longest known work of English literature is a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. <laughs> Fuck off. It's named The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest. It's four million words. Oh my god. And it's three times the length of the Harry Potter series combined. <laughs> Holy shit. That is an amazing... What the fuck? <sighs> is this one book? It, well, it's, I don't think or it's a book. is it a, a series? It's just like someone's writing it somewhere on the internet. I shoot everything bad that ever happens. Um, <laughs> it's written on the internet. Uh, if you you're, go... you're automatically assuming that this is not good literature. It's just literature. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's on a website called fanfiction.net. And the user, I'll give him credit, because the... Well, I say user. The author of this yeah. incredible piece of literature is called Aura Channeler Chris... And he started it in 2008, and this makes no mention of it ending. And I'm obviously not going to go check myself. So I assume it's still going. It could be four Four times the length of words. Yeah. That's commitment, that is. That's a scary level of commitment. Well, in the most positive sense, yeah, it just shows how much um, Super Smash Bros. can inspire. You know? It's true. I don't think I could write four million words about anything. I don't think I know four million words. It took me long enough to write my dissertation, and I was well into that. Yeah. I did my dissertation on fan fiction. No, actually, no, sorry, on fan cultures, which had a sub, a, a category on fan fiction. Um, and I was really into that. 
and that was 15,000 words. But even though I was really into what I was researching, that was still a massive effort. The fact that this guy's literally written 4 million words on Super Smash Bros. as an inspiration. Yeah, if you wrote that many words in your dissertation and then wrote that exact same number of words 3,000 times, <laughs> you would come close. If I wrote 3,000 dissertations. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There you go. That's a fact right there, Dave. You know what? Yeah, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Are you? Uh, my fact uh, will probably make you cringe, and this is why I chose it because because I totally could see it happening in a board meeting, and they think them thinking it's a really fucking good idea. Um, right. So the Xbox, the original Xbox before it was released, right? As the Xbox was originally going to be named the Direct Xbox. As a reference oh. to Microsoft's graphical API system known as DirectX. Uh. Just for cringeworthy's sake, just imagine Bill Gates sitting in that uh, board meeting going, the DirectX box. And then the marketing team literally cringing. Going, <laughs> I can't market something called DirectX box. <laughs> In that sense, though, the name Xbox makes more sense. I didn't even exactly. put two and two together that they have DirectX. Now the Xbox makes sense. Yeah. It feels like I'm making a dad joke now. It, like that, that, that's how awful the name is, because it sounds like a dad joke. But that was a legitimate branding option for their new games console. And they thought that that was going to roll off the tongue. You know, at the, at the, at the current time, they had... PlayStation, uh, uh, GameCube, you know, all rolling off the tongue, mm-hmm. and they went direct Xbox. <laughs> Why um, did you come up with that name? Because it's a box which runs off the direct X graphical system that we've designed. Yeah, everyone loves a good literal name. It <laughs> tells you exactly what the thing is. I mean, to be fair, GameCube. Yeah, pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, of course, but you know, it's not as nerdy as direct Xbox, and I think that's what Microsoft's image needed to change because it was very fucking nerdy. Um, but yeah, that does, like you said, the Xbox now makes sense as a name. Hmm. Interesting. So now I can we tell can... all my friends. Exactly. We can just be happy that obviously the Xbox marketing team came in and just went, "Should we shorten it?" <laughs> because because the name is shit <laughs> <laughs> right Gareth right, that's I the end of Did You Know right we don't have any more that we talk about in this segment right that's it right yeah usually you... no oh no no do you not have a great fact about me I, ha- have I have a fact, fact about, about you of course Dave I would never come into this podcast unprepared yeah, no, that's most unlike you. Exactly. If we were but the kind was... of podcast that didn't come prepared, there's no way you'd have press badges to MCM Comic Birmingham. Take your place and on the 23rd it's... of March. Follow Penguin Photographics for all your social media needs in regards to MCM Birmingham. Exactly. Thank you. See? <laughs> it's almost as if, you know, this podcast, you know, because we are endlessly professional, it, it almost means that uh, usually podcasts have release schedules, but we don't. And you know that just proves that we are professional. 
I mean, you can't be this professional all the time. No, exactly. Nobody can. Anyone who thinks they are is putting out a, a subpar product. Just lying to themselves, exactly. You're not being truthful. Exactly. I'm saying your own brand. I'm saying recording this podcast in Yoda slippers. That's how professional I am. I'm serious. Exactly. I am currently in Eminem pajama bombs. Whoa, Eminem or Eminem? Eminem. Eminem's. Okay. The chocolate. It's the right answer. Uh, I would. I would fucking love <laughs> Eminem's face on my pajama bombs. Um, and I would like to say they don't exist, but I'm sure they do somewhere. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Well, the real slim. Length. Yeah, the real slim. Length, please stand. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's not good. Right, okay, I've got a fact about you, Dave. Right, yeah, I'm ready for it. I think the audience is ready for it. Yeah, for people who don't know, uh, we like to not only give you interesting facts about the world of video games and technology, as we've already done, we also like to let you get to know us a little better uh, with these 100% true facts about mm-hmm. us um, that if you were to bring them up at our funerals, people would say, wow, that's interesting and also true. Mm-hmm. And not exactly. kick you out of the funeral and put you so on the top. They'll be like, my god, how did you know that? You must know David very well. And yep. that's exactly the response. So if, you, if you're ever at our funeral, <laughs> be sure to tell our mothers some of these incredible facts. And see how you uh, get dealt with. So, Please do. Dave. Yes. You. And I'm, I apologise for... As I always say, I apologise for giving these away. These are things yeah, you, would, you would maybe, if you met a new person, you would wait for like a month or so of knowing them to meet these out. Um, Dave's left foot is four sizes smaller than the right foot. Yeah. I don't know if there's a term for it. I didn't uh, research because I, I think it would be insensitive. If I just said Dave has blank ophelia or whatever it might be. You know. Um, so I hope I haven't outed you. I hope it's just a, like a. Only Dave has this type of thing, and I'm not being insensitive. But yeah, one of your feet, the left specifically, is a lot smaller than the right foot. I was wondering if there's an interesting story behind it, or if it was just something you were born with. Just born with it, mate. Just okay. born with it. Yeah, usually, wow. usually I I tell people that I was in a horrendous accident. Yeah. Um, you know, to spice it up a bit, because obviously when you say like your reaction, then you know, born with it, they question it. So I'm like, oh, actually, no, I lied. Uh, you know, I um, I went to SeaWorld when I was two, and the orca actually bit my left foot off. That would be a good uh, story. That would be a fact. That was that was that was one of the stories I tell. Um, other people, I say, um, especially now that I work in schools, um, you know, when you're crossing the road, and sometimes the kids get a bit eager, and you know their feet are hanging off the edge of the road by a zebra crossing. Mm-hmm. I said, let's go. I did that when I was your age. I now don't have a left foot. Scares them, scares them into being correct and standing a safe distance away from the the, the uh, edge of the road. Wow, so you're, you're turning what should be, and I don't want to use this word lightly, a disability to your advantage. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. No, I'm not. You know, it doesn't affect, it doesn't affect what I can do. Uh, you know, there's amazing, amazing technology now in regards to um, shoe technology. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've just got a massive filler <laughs> in my shoe. Um, What's it feel like? Uh, normal to me, I guess. You know, I've always had it. Um, I guess for someone else it would be odd, 
Um, it's almost just like um, a clog which sits oh. inside the shoe. Um, it's padded nearer the top where my ankle is. Um, but so I'm a size nine, right foot. Um, so instead of just wearing like a kid's size two, uh, you know, I um, I wear a size nine with a filler in it. Wow, that's interesting. So if someone's at your funeral, they should definitely go up and just squeeze the toes on the car. Oh, just, just squeeze the toes. Yeah, exactly. They'll be definitely harder. So my left foot, the toes, definitely harder wow. than my right. You know, the shoe compresses down on my right foot, where the shoe on my left foot is just rock solid as if it, I'm a mannequin. Wow, so that must have really helped you in your amateur football career. It never quite took mm-hmm. off, right? Exactly. That powerful this left foot me. of yours. No tories for it. See, I was right-footed, but the ve- best thing was, because I was a defender, when you go into a slide tackle, you could just commit fully, because you've got no fear that it's going to hurt. Wow. Especially if you leave with your left foot. You just literally just smack that ball away, and... Yeah, it would just yeah, no no fear. And if uh, all the downside is, if I actually did shin someone, I, I also wouldn't know because <laughs> vice versa, I didn't feel it. <laughs> so yeah, pros and cons. Yeah, but like I said, I live with it. Yeah, you do a good weirded, job. Weirded my girlfriend out, who is now my wife. My ad, uh, obviously, when I first um, was dating and. Yeah got into a bedroom scenario um, you know but it's a conversation style I guess sure that's a very small foot she didn't scream like I expected her to but you know it's all good well I mean it doesn't matter how small one foot is when the knob's massive you know what I mean that's what I said <laughs> weren't looking at the feet for long I should say that yeah I mean you know you don't say about the size of a man's right foot exactly mate no one talks about the left. No one talks about the left. No one cares. Uh, right. Um, equally, and again, don't want to highlight this, but we seem to always have linked facts about each other. Hmm. So, audience, did you know? Obviously, you didn't. Um, that Gareth's hand. Okay. Both of his hands fit the N64 controller perfectly. He's like one of the only people in the world who can hold the N64 controller with both hands and reach all the buttons including the centre joystick yep to this day it's one of my favourite controllers it's just so ergonomically comfortable exactly everyone else was just freaked out they're like what do I do do I hold the joystick sense with my left hand and then have a right hand over here but how do I then hit the other controllers and you're just like what what do you mean guys it just fits perfectly yeah I think part of the problem Nintendo had was bringing me in as one of the testers because I was like, you've, you've cracked yeah, it. This, this, this doesn't even feel like I'm holding a controller. It's like my fingers are just working the game perfectly. Precisely. And I guess Nintendo thought, we don't even need anyone else to test. This is exactly what we're going to hit. Send it out now. And then they got some flack for it. I think people, in general, only give it flack because they don't actually know how to use it. Yeah, I think that's the issue. They, really Nintendo is. luckily just happened to make it in a way that you could actually use it pretty well if you weren't, if you didn't have my freakishly shaped hands. Precisely. Um, you know, it helps. It helps actually that your, um, you know, your fingers kind of come out at odd angles compared to neurotypically normal hands. Um, so therefore, you can reach 
those, you know, you can almost wrap around the center um, column, as it were, and just reach that joystick. It's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to explain, guys, but when you meet Gareth in real life, you understand. Yeah, I've had a lot of work done on my fingers to make sure they can bend in a way that regular hands do. Mm. But uh, I always have the option to just sort of, you know, pop it out and get it yeah. wrapped around. That's why so if I have the option to use like... an N64 controller, I will. On any console, hack it together, solder it so it fits a PlayStation, I don't care. Just get it in my hands. <laughs> it's just so comfortable. Just get it in, mate. Just get it in. It's fine. So, yeah, there we go. Slightly talking about odd disabilities that we have, but, you know, we make it work, don't we, girls? We do, and we always will, because there's plenty more facts about us that you guys don't know yet. Precisely. Just you wait. Do you know what that's really set me up for, mate? What's that? Some news. Alright, news story. We've got at least... (laughs) four news stories this week and at most four news stories <laughs> so I'm going to start off with that's not the perfect number yeah I'm going to start off with what I think is the biggest news story of the week and that is Pokemon Sword and Shield announced Switch games for the uh, Pokemon RPG series coming out this yep. year I'm excited I've, I, have you have you seen the meme that it was uh, that they <laughs> someone created fan art for Pokemon Gun, isn't it? Ah, yes. And but it looks it looks better. Uh, the yeah, the fan art logo looks better than uh, the other two, or at <laughs> least. So my one of the children that I work with showed me this image. And was like, one of these logos is fake. Which one do you think is fake? And I looked and just went, Sword, Shield, Gun. Um, sadly, Sword looks like the fan art. And then he laughed and just went, This is what everyone thinks, but Gun is the fake one. I mean, Gun wouldn't make any sense for a Nintendo no, game anyway. It wouldn't, but just based on the logos alone, Sword just looks dreadful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does. Um, the game will take place in the Galar region, which uh, is supposed to be heavily influenced by the UK. Ooh! So it looks very nice and lush and green. Uh, there's a lot of memes come out of it about the Pokemon trainers being, like, Scottish. <laughs> um, Just... <laughs> there's, like, a ton of it. If you search Google for, like, Scottish Pokemon trainer, you'll probably see thousands of images. And they're all... Fantastic! Uh, we got the first look at the new Pokemon for the generation. The three starters, which are Grookey, Sobble, and Scorbunny. Oh god, they just sound like they just sound like noises. Yeah, they really do. Um, and I, I'm half excited. I'm a big Pokemon fan. I I feel like I've I've left Pokemon behind. Um, I think the last Pokemon game I played was Leaf Green. Okay. Um, which was a remake of Silver? Really? Was it? Was it? I don't know. I know that originally in Japan it was red and green, but then when they came over here it was red and blue. So maybe it was like a remake of... Yeah, I can't remember which one it was a remake of. Um, But yeah, I feel like I I just left it behind. 
Um, I've slightly been following it with like Poke Battles. I find them quite entertaining to watch on YouTube. Um, in regards to these people knowing Pokemon stats just like fucking off the top of their heads, mm-hmm. which just baffles me. Um, but yeah, I just I I I I don't think I've I haven't owned a handheld in many years. So I feel like these big titles uh, for handheld games, like obviously including the Switch, um, have kind of gone over my head. Okay. But looking at it, looking just at the screenshots, it, it does look amazing. It's got a good look about it. Uh, the region looks cool. Yeah. Um, I, big Pokemon fan, but I haven't played a Pokemon game since Pokemon Black. Um, which is obviously part of Pokemon Black and White, and yeah. I played that mainly out of obligation because I loved every Pokemon game up until that point. Diamond and Pearl were just pushing it on the Pokemon designs, where it's like, okay, some of these aren't great, some are some are fine, but some of these are just not great. And then the Pokemon designs in Black and White were fucking horrendous. I basically yeah. think they haven't made a good Pokemon design since like 2007 every Pokemon looks shit there's now there's like a sandcastle Pokemon there's one that's just a pile of rubbish because they started off didn't they as like um, Pokemon were based off of animals yeah Um, and then like you said now they're just based off of inanimate objects like this one's a bag yeah Uh, this one is a tuning fork Uh, this one is and then you sit there and go what? Come on, man. It just looks a bit weird. There was a Pokemon in black and white that was an ice cream. And then when it evolved, it was an ice cream with, like, two scoops instead of one. And no. it's, like, it's fucking shocking. I I want to be excited about a new Pokemon game on a console. Mm. You know, probably have shitload of online features. I'll be able to play it against my friends really easily online. But I look at these new Pokemon designs, and it's just, like... These look like Pokemon... That A have just been made out of Pokemon that used to exist. Like the monkey Grookey is just a Turtwig version yeah. of a monkey. Like it's the, nothing the, original about it. The at water all. Pokemon looks like a cartoon version of Mudkip. Yeah, it's just they it's so uninspired and I really fear that the Pokemon they're gonna come up with are gonna be shit. I think they should have stopped at a certain point making new Actual Pokemon and just start working yeah, on the games adding more. To the Pokedex. Yeah, yeah exactly. Add into the Pokedex and just start actually just refining it. Because there's just I think they took now. it in the right direction. I thought that the Mega Evolutions were quite cool. Like they, were they added, fairly interesting. they added, they added that extra level to the Pokemon battles that kept it a bit fresh and a bit new. Um, and also just added a new design, really, like a Mega Charizard or a Mega Gyarados. And you just like these amazingly cool Pokemon just got a little bit cooler. Sure. Um, a little bit more Digimon esque, but you know, still mm-hmm. a little bit cooler. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, maybe we're just not the right. I think the thing with Pokemon is is that they uh, they're trying to create a Pokemon ge- for each generation. Mm-hmm. So we are not the generation that this is aimed at, I guess. Like I guess the people who will be super interested in this generation of Pokemon are younger than us, so it'd be like my nieces of like 
eight to twelve year olds. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it's like super Japanese cute that they're going for. Uh, maybe, but when Diamond and Pearl came out, I was eighteen. You know, I was right in that perfect pocket for someone who should be getting out of Pokemon, and I love Diamond yeah. and Pearl. But black and yeah, white comes out. Fucking yeah. ice cream type. X and Y come out. Fucking bag of rubbish or whatever the fuck. Sun and Moon come out and it's like, oh, this is a guy holding a wooden plank. Oh, when he evolves, he's holding a steel girder instead. I think that Pokemon was actually called Girder as well. Oh, fuck. Like, they just... There hasn't been a good Pokemon I'm looking design at images, in like Gareth, 10 years. And I don't even know whether these are old or new Pokemon, but I'm not... <laughs> or just fan art. I don't even know anymore. It, um, yeah, it's it's a fucking joke. The Sandcastle one, I think, was the one... Though when I saw it, I had to, I had to see if it was real, because I was like, "There's no way that's real. That's shocking. It's fucking appalling, and I hate it." There's not. Oh, I want to be excited, Dave. I want to be really thrilled. Oh I, Jesus! Sorry, I just literally googled Pokemon Sandcastle, and you're correct. <laughs> it looks like a horrible joke. It looks like so. The what the first evolution is? It it's literally got a spade in its head, and then it evolves into a proper sandcastle. Are you joking? I yeah, it's it's, it's all first, the way it's back. It's first form. It's first form is um, it's a sand puddle, and then its final evolution is a sand castle. This is this is not cool. It's not cool. No, <sighs> it sucks. No. I would love for people if you have Twitter. I am on Twitter at Game Banter. If you tweet me a Pokemon they've made in the last ten years that isn't garbage, then fair enough. But I don't I think you'll be hat. able to find one because they've all been shit. Wait, Even wait, the wait, wait. Mega um, uh, legendaries have been like X and Y. It's just Pokemon, vaguely dragon looking, that are in the shape of an X and in the shape of a Y. It's like I want to know what was the last Pokemon game that came out in two thousand eight onwards, two thousand nine. Um, come on, we are talking fourth generation which is black and white so that's the generation with no sorry fourth generation is diamond and pearl so you're saying anything from black and white onwards or anything from diamond and pearl onwards yes that isn't fucking appalling so you're saying diamond and pearl derogatory of an already existing pokemon so we're saying yeah we're saying anything from diamond and pearl onwards that is not shit not including... I like Diamond and Pearl. There's some decent... Right, so anything that is in black and white onwards, sorry, that isn't shit. Yes, correct. Yeah. Please, tweet please, out. tweet me and let me see how wrong you are because they're all fucking poo. <laughs> <laughs> tweet me and I'll tweet back why you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this. I want, I want this next Pokemon game to be good, but these first three Pokemon don't fill me with any confidence. Mm-hmm. So, I'm with I guess you. We'll let's see. just see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, but we're remain optimistic for now. How about that? Yeah, I think that's all we can do. So remain a little bit optimistic. All right, unless the legendary Pokemon are literally like, I'm a sword with legs, and I'm a shield with three arms, or some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm a beetle, but I've got a shield on my back. And, you know, I'm a plant, but I'm actually shaped like a sword. Those two are better than anything they're going to... Because they're just going to be dragons, like they always fucking are. <laughs> oh, I'm a dragon with a sword body. 
<laughs> I've got a sword tail and I'm a dragon. I'm a dragon and when my wings join together, I'm a shield. <laughs> oh, that's what it's going to be. No. Oh, Dave. Oh, I hate you. And how good at designing games you apparently are. <laughs> I'm going to predict who's shit fucking... <sighs> shit Pokemon designs. <laughs> oh, no. Right, let's move on before you make what's me gonna, incredibly one's gonna sad. Blue going to be red. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, speaking of Pokemon, um, yeah. the, the people behind Pokemon Go have revealed their next game. It's going to be a Harry Potter game. I'm waiting for a round of applause or excitement from you, Dave. I'm a little bit. Could you just say that again so, so I just heard it correctly? Harry Potter Wizards Unite is the next alternate reality game from the Pokemon Go studio Niantic. Uh uh, it looks like you'll be capturing. I don't fucking know. Fucking switch snitches. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, I think so. There's a screenshot of Harry Potter. In fact, I'm going to click play on this video. I don't know what it is. I hope there's no oh audio. Oh my god! It's it's Harry Potter on a fi- in a field getting attacked by Death Eater. It could yeah maybe Death yeah. Eater maybe a, what are they called. Constructed. Oh, I see. See, now this is quite cool, actually. Apart from the fact I'm not a massive fan of these fucking have your phone out in public walking around. Pokemon Go. I'm just not a fan of Pokemon Go. I just think it's just shit. Right. I think it's just it it is it, it it's no better than collecting pogs. Like there's 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 no point to it. Um, you know, all you're doing is collecting different level of Pokemon, and this is going to be the same. You're just going to collect different levels of Magic Beast. Um, but I guess you don't battle with this, so it's literally just a collection game. It, yeah. So like, there's another one here where it's like, okay, so let me describe this in because uh, I have seen one Harry Potter film and I fell asleep during it. So it's, it's I believe that's Ron and a, a spy, giant spider in roller skates comes out of a cupboard. And then yep. you shoot it with lightning, and it says "ridiculous" on the screen. I don't know if that's a that's a made-up spell in the game, but you know, carry on. Ah, so they cast "ridiculous," and then it gets roller skates on its feet. Oh no, it's not. No, yeah, no, that is, no, yeah, yeah, no, that is a genuine spell. Thus saving Ron's yeah. life, I assume. Oh, so there's like events and stuff. It's <sighs> a, like pokey centers. This doesn't. This doesn't sound awful. I'm just not the market for it. Um, you know, if Pokemon Go was successful, there is no reason why this will not be. It looks a little bit better than Pokemon Go, actually, from the screenshots that I'm looking at. I um, guess. It looks as good as a virtual reality game can look, or an alternate reality game, so I should say. Sure, um, looks... I agree with that. But again, I'm not a massive fan of mobile gaming. I think, you know, this is just going to be riddled with fucking purchases. It's going to be yes. riddled with fucking gates where they sit there and go, oh, if you want to cast a ridiculous on this one, you need to have at least 116 Harry Potter coins. <laughs> oh, it doesn't look like you've got 160 Harry Potter coins. Quick, go earn them in this grindy, grindy, grindy task that we're going to get you to do. You can only use Expecto Patronum with this wand. It takes three hours to recharge. Or if you spend money, it can take one hour. Exactly. Spend money and you get it instantly. Oh, what do you want to do? Uh, yeah, so I can just predict it's just going to be a bit crap. 
But uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not a massive alternate reality gamer. I'm not a massive mobile gamer. I think all mobile games are shit. It all amazes me that people are still playing Angry Birds. It amazes me. <laughs> it amazes me that people are still playing Candy Crushes if that's still relevant or enjoyable. If anyone is above 200 in Candy Crush, you just have an addiction. Sorry, that's all it is. Okay, you're a glutton for punishment. Um, yeah, I, I can't stand it. I think the best game I've ever played on mobile was Monument Valley. Right. That game is just a fantastic game. What is it? Uh, it's like a puzzle game. Uh, like you move a character around by tapping, but the levels are all sort of... You know what uh, MC Escher is, right? Yeah. The the puzzles, are, it's like levels like that, so you're trying to figure out oh, how to get enough. the person where you want by walking them yeah. in a specific way. It's a very good game, but it's um, it's the only one I've played that I would say is like an actually good game. Yeah. For mobile. Oh, shit, I can't. I generally can't think of a game. I think um, Hitman Go. Oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Was the only game that I enjoyed, but once I completed all the puzzles, I didn't want to go back and try to freestyle them all. That's fair. Um. Yeah, that's the only game I think I actually spent time on. That's it. Oh, this, I don't like mobile games. This website, right? So. Just a quick aside here from actually talking about news, talk about the website that's hosting the news. There's a news story on this website titled Captain Marvel's Stan Lee cameo has bold implications for the MCU. No, he fucking doesn't. I saw the film on Saturday. No, he doesn't. It's just one of his cameos. Why does every website feel the need to just write these elaborately fucking clickbait What's annoying titles? me recently? Now, again, I, 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 I have yet to see Captain Marvel. I have actively avoided all media around Captain Marvel, including teaser trailers, trailers for the actual movie. Okay, any predictions... Because this is the thing about Marvel movies now, okay? As soon as the first teaser trailer came out, comes out, there is 800 YouTube videos about all the spoilers which they're gonna, uh, which is gonna be announced, all theories about how the movie's gonna end. You can literally ruin the movie for yourself by engulfing yourself in all this media around it. So I have no expectations for the movie whatsoever. Good. And I go in blind. And then I enjoy myself. You know, because I don't have expectation about well, what am I going to see. You know, there was a there's a person on the weekend that I overheard saying, oh, it's not very true to the comic book. <laughs> I hate it when people say that. No, it's an adaptation. It's a movie adaptation of a comic book. Okay. If it was a true representation... And I think Kevin Kevin Fye, I can't remember how to say his name, but he said it like the Avengers uh, guy. He said, if I were to do a word-for-word, scene-for-scene remake of the Avengers comic book that this, that these movies are based on, I would just be rehashing media and storylines that you have already consumed. Yeah. It is my job as a creator to create something new and exciting using characters which you are familiar with not using the exact same storyline that's not that's not what film is mm-hmm. okay so that argument is fucking dead but yeah again I've just actively avoided it but there's so much on Facebook now about oh Captain Marvel not as good as uh, fans were expecting 
And I felt like saying no, because fans were expecting it to be the next fucking Messiah. <laughs> like, you know, every single time a Marvel movie comes out, they expect it to be not, you know, a bit better or on par to the last Marvel movie. They expect it to be a thousand times better than the the previous Marvel movie. And I was just like, oh, so I, like I said, I just actually avoided it. And again, clickbaity titles like that, you know. Yeah. 17 things in Captain Marvel that you definitely missed. <laughs> and then when I when I like watch the movie and then you come back to these things and it would be like this colour in Captain Marvel's eyes when she eventually goes Super Saiyan and destroys the fucking world. Uh, this represents this niche source and niche reference in the comic book. No, it doesn't. Uh, you're reading too much into it. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's my little rant about fucking clickbait we're both agreed I think yeah Mm. alright so that brings me to my final story Uh, I believe you have a story after this Dave but uh, my final story is this Nintendo brings virtual reality to the Switch with a new Labo kit coming out a month from now virtual reality with a Labo kit yep so it's similar to a Google uh, cardboard you know that you put your phone into Oh yeah, I'm with you now. Yeah, right. So it's like a you make the face thing out of cardboard, and then there's um, lenses that go into it. That when things are projected on the switch screen, the lenses will turn it into like a virtual reality experience. This isn't new technology. Google Cardboard has been around for years now. Um, yeah, you can download the apps on like any phone as well. You don't even need yeah the stuff. Um, but. It's interesting that Nintendo are trying this, and I think it's an interesting approach. Um, it is, you know, it's for kids. Let's not, it's Labo. Let's not kid ourselves. It's for children. But if I'm a kid and I can hear that I can get virtual reality on my Switch, which I already own, I'm saying, Mum, give me that. Give me, give me yeah. it now. I'm going to throw a paddy in Toys R Us because you didn't get me this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I want it. I need it. And it's not even want anymore. I need. I'm. It's. It's become one of my primary needs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I need this thing to stick on my face. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, you know, they are doing well at advertising to the correct market of rich aunts and uncles that they don't know what to get there. <laughs> they're young kids yeah. uh, you know oh Timmy's birthday's coming up what should we get him oh this looks nice it's 90 pounds but <laughs> might as well get it it's just a bit of cardboard <laughs> he's going to shove on his face but I bet he's going to love it <laughs> well I've, I've used the Google Cardboard in the past I've used the Gear VR in the past and they're pretty decent ways of experiencing VR they're not perfect but if you want to just do the thing where you like watch YouTube videos streamed into a movie theatre that you're the only one sat in you can do that and it's it works really well I would recommend like Google Cardboard or especially a Gear VR to anyone who has a Samsung phone yeah Uh, but I don't know how this will turn out because Labo is such a weird mixed bag and they're not just releasing a like a VR headset there's also like you can turn the Labo into a camera that you look through a virtual reality headset into you can turn it into a rocket launcher that you're looking through and there's the one that's like a bird that you're looking through its arsehole so that's weird <laughs> I don't know how else to explain <laughs> but, so, uh, I'm just going to search Labo Bird and see if I can come up with it 
You should be able to find it pretty easily. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. It's just looking right up its colon. Yeah, literally, this kid is loving it, and she just shoved a bird's ass right in her face. Yep, it's pretty great. Uh, like, literally anyone who is searching, uh, what's saying, listen to this now, please. Please uh, search it. The rocket launch one don't look too bad, actually. Sure. That looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, um, it's interesting. Labo's always been interesting, but I mean, you know, this is the first Labo thing they've announced in a long time. Probably because Labo didn't do too well. I think that, well. like I said, I think it's got a good premise. I think it's it's actually got some sale value. I yeah. would personally be interested in trying it and doing it, but I think with a lot of these things, once it's built. That is quite literally half the fun. Yeah. Okay. And if the game doesn't live up to the replayability that you'd expect it to, you're never going to pick up that cardboard peripheral ever again. That's true. And in Nintendo stuff is such a closed platform. Like at least with a yeah. Gear VR, I can upload a movie to my phone, then watch it in like a cinema. Yeah. Exactly. On a big screen. But uh, what are you going to do? On a Switch, I guess they do have a YouTube app. Maybe you just watch YouTube videos on it, but there's no... Yeah, there's if, no if the software's like, not there, then what's yeah, the point? The thing I love most about my um, cinema um, simulator, Gareth, is that it's shaped like a bird's arsehole, and I can shove it on my face as I sit down. Well, that sounds ten times <laughs> yeah. better now. Yeah, they're just, they're just not going to do it, are they, like you just said? It's just like, like, like you know, the Labo, the boxing one, Again, oh, yeah. quite interesting. Quite interesting to make. The keyboard, really interesting. The way it uses, um, like, gyros and strings. You know, it's really... as it, From a design perspective, it's fucking incredible and ingenious yeah. that you can make these things out of cardboard and that someone has designed an easy way to actually do it so that idiots like us can actually make it. Um but yeah, once the gimmick is done, once you have played the game, which I doubt will be long, it's done then, isn't it? You've got yeah. a rocket launcher, a keyboard, a camera, and a boxing kit in the corner of your room that you don't know what to fucking do with. <laughs> That's true. Although the advantage with a VR thing is, you know, grandma comes over to visit, oh, grandma, look at this. Yeah, exactly. You know, put virtual reality Christmas, on her face. It's yeah. always going to... Comes back out of Christmas. Man. Oh, Uncle Gareth, have you tried um, have you tried the camera one? And he went, yeah, I love Pervin. Oh no, I mean taking wildlife photographs. All right, well, the less we say about my photographing <laughs> habits, the better. But the more we say about your photographing habits, the better. MCM Comic Con exactly. is coming up, Birmingham, twenty third of March. Follow Penguin Photographics for all your pervini. You know I am, I'm generally impressed that you keep remembering my ludicrously complicated uh, business name I love biscuits <laughs> okay penguins uh, are a type of biscuit yep. and photographics is a ridiculous word it's very easy to remember because of how ridiculous it is so it's all good Dave I think and, and I, <laughs> I think what I'm very impressed with is that no one's ever questioned it yeah because they went why didn't you just say photography yeah. <laughs> when they actually just google photographics they realise that you go oh it's everything to do with photography that's what photographics mean as in photography and graphics you do more than just photography you also do graphical enhancements like photoshop oh it makes sense 
Well, there you go. Now, now everyone no one has ever is... said that to me, but everyone's just nodded. Because clearly, as soon as they see my business card, they Google what the fuck photographics means. <laughs> they go, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> but then they'll never forget it. And they'll always remember Dave That's Ellery. It. They never forget it. And everyone always remembers Dave. It's true. It's such um, a memorable name. <laughs> it is. Such a everyone unique and Dave. Fucking Dave. Name. All right, Dave, you've got a final story. Uh, a nice upbeat one to keep us... <laughs> To keep us going into the long night. It's nowhere near upbeat. But it is pressing, and it is something that we do need to discuss. Steam is finally com- coming under fire for the games in which it's publishing as a platform. Mm-hmm. So this has come, and probably people have heard it by now, this has come um, through the release of a game literally called, and I thought it was a joke when I read it, I thought it was, again, more hyperbole, but Rape Day. The game is actually called Vape Day, and the um, the the description for the game is play as a mentally unstable criminal in this unique RPG where you make decisions based on your character's needs to do psychotic and criminal activities. Oh God, it's like a it's like a it's Rob Walker like a simulator. Fe- <laughs> Yeah, it's like a fetish simulator, isn't it? You oh. know, you go, oh god. Um, the the I think the issues is, um, and the reason why this game is kicked off um, is because the graphics aren't terrible. Okay. So with a game like um, what was it? Um, oh, you play a serial killer. You just go around and kill. Yeah, lot, yeah. With Manhunt, that's it. With Manhunt, it looked a bit dated. Uh, the blood was very like cartoonish, like, and the kills were almost like over the top. That you could argue that it was, um, you know, gamey. This is meant to be a game, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Okay. If this, say, for example, Rape Day was in 8-bit graphics, people might be, you know, again, obviously offended by the content, but they can kind of forgive it for not being true to life and realistic. Right. The graphics in this game are very smooth, very 3D, and with very realistic, let's just say, boob graphics. Okay. Okay. okay, which clearly just you know just goes all the way to say this is literally a fetish game. Okay, clearly is a fetish game. Um, you literally um, follow this. From what I've heard, um, all gameplay footage has been taken down for obvious reasons. Um, but you know, I was I was curious. <laughs> I was like, how bad can it be? Yeah. But some screenshots show um, the graphics. Um, and like I said it's quite realistic I'd say it's um, it's on par with like 360 graphics okay so a lot of effort's been put into this this is what I mean a lot of effort's been put into these character designs you sexually assault women in every scenario they said is that it's not like it's a scenario where you try and battle with this guy's mental health issues um no, you literally get forced into different scenarios where you hide, stalk, 
um, you know, gather information about your target um, and then commit the act. And I guess your choices are quite limited. So, for example, this screenshot that is pulled up here, um, literally your RPG-style um, choices are where are you going to perform the act? Is it on the desk? Is it in the bedroom? Or is it um, what's your, on the couch? So there you're. So again, it almost feels like a sex fetish game more than yeah. anything else. Um, obviously, everyone's uh, Steam has come under fire. They have, um, you know, it's been it's been known for quite a while that Steam doesn't actually police what goes onto its platform very well. Yeah. Uh, with the green light program, all of these fucking asset flips, shit games keep popping up. Um, which completely devalues every single other developer who's trying to do something. Uh, and then the game like this crops up, where you sit there and go, I try my hardest to become a, you know, to crack into this very difficult business of being an indie developer. Um, I've tried my hardest with all my games, and then my game turns up next to this fucking clear, clear fucking fetish game, which shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got so bad, or the backlash has got so bad that um, Steam are facing legislation <laughs> from Oof. different governments. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Um, so the UK government has said this, that they're going to press charges against Steam. Um, and some against people are. Against Steam? Against, so pretty much they're trying to hold Steam accountable. Which means that um, they'll have to pay fines. Which means that they'll have to um, they'll have to actually take strong action to show that they are trying to censor and police their platform. Well, they already removed the game, didn't they? They have removed the game, but they're you know um, governments are taking it a step further to say, well, clearly you let the game on your platform in the first instance. So they're threatening to take it further to say we are going to press even further to, so that you so legislation forces you to start policing your platform, um, forces you to re you know rejig and reimagine what you call policing so that it you hold your games to higher accountability, um, which Steam clearly doesn't want to do because that's time consuming and they can't make money doing it that way well I guess yeah. I guess that's true but I mean they are already doing that right if if a game says it's going to release on Steam and Steam say no we're not releasing stuff about this subject matter that dissuades people from creating games with that same subject matter right surely I mean yeah. I guess in well, theory there's think... nothing to stop them putting that game out themselves or no, yeah, no, yeah, no. They're not saying so. Even the creator of uh, the Vape Day game said that in hindsight he shouldn't have released it on Steam. Right. Uh, it's not the right platform to release it on, and he should have released it onto his own website. Yeah. Um, but I think what because of the backlash, it has caused um, people to start asking bigger questions about Steam's. Um, you know, how do games get onto Steam's marketplace? Right. Like, what what processes does that game go through? How many actual human people play it before they agree that it's going to go onto the platform and charge people money for it? Like, why does it have to get to this this level of outcry 
before Steam take action. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think they're trying to rejig the um, process. The the what's it called? I guess it's the venting process, isn't it? Like you know, how sure. many how many levels how many levels does it have to go through before it gets greenlit? And mm-hmm. say yes, this is appropriate to be on our store because clearly there's not enough procedures going through for games like this to leak through the um, onto the marketplace. Yeah, and this um, isn't like an isolated incident. There are tons of games no, on Steam. Yeah, like, Here's a hentai game about having sex with exactly. women. Some of them are dressed up like schoolgirls. We're not going to tell you what age they are. Who? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's exactly. a lot of shit like that you there's can already find. Loads of shit, and there's loads of shit where they get hidden as well. So it's just like, oh, this is a Tetris game. Did I mention that? It's tentacle porn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and it's and it's marketed, and Steam does its own, unless the creator um, changes the rating system, Steam publishes it with its own rating system, right. its own guided rating system. So, for example, you know, a Tetris game, they'll sit there and go, yeah, this is a puzzle platform, it's fine. This is available for everyone. Lol, hentai porn. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and this is what everyone keeps screaming about. Like, I think this is the final straw. Um, not only because Steam keeps releasing shit games, um, but they're now releasing offensive and entirely inappropriate games onto their platform, and it's not it's not a good image. So, some people are stating that Steam almost want this to happen. They want an outside agency to come in and kind of regulate and censor their their platform for them mm-hmm. because the platform grew too big and they they honestly they get too much intake per month to feasibly be able to um you know go through each game to yeah. judge whether it's appropriate or not so you know they're almost screaming for an outside agency to come in and say right we're going to help you do it then and they're finally like oh thank fuck um but yeah we'll see what happens um this is uh, on a counterpart pushing people more towards people uh, stores like Epic, um, like mm. we were discussing a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, um, just another one of those that, you know, factors that yeah. Epic is. Just... One of those factors where you sit there and go, "There's others as well." Like people even going into like EA Origins and going, "Right, fuck it, I'm just going to get my games from here now because at least I know it's uh, not going to be a, a tentacle porn game." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, <sighs> so weird. Uh, what it's just crazy. Like, in my eyes, you sit there and go, fucking, why would you create a game like this? Like, you know. Uh, I mean, people create artwork about all kinds of things they don't necessarily believe. Yeah, it's, good point. It doesn't make them in value. Like, it doesn't lessen their value. Like, you know, there are plenty of... There are films about serial killers. There are films where rape is prominently featured. There are films about having sex with corpses. There are books about paedophiles. Yeah. It doesn't mean the person okay. writing the book is a paedophile. We make jokes all the time about how fucked up we are. Like, Especially when Rob's here, he'll just make jokes that I'm a paedophile because I have a beard. Right? You have yeah, to be able to separate the thing you're creating from the creator. I don't think if you're saying it's a fucked up person that would make a game about this is necessarily true. I, I Games are slightly yeah, no, different because of how involved you have to be. You have to physically yeah, I think that's the only thing the, for like, me. someone's hands around a woman yeah. or something like that. I think the only thing for me, like you just said, is that there's a there's a there's there's a quite an intense creative process when you make a game. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got to, even if you buy the assets, uh, so you don't physically create the models yourself. Like you've got to have a premise, you've got to have a thought, you've got to then model all those actions and all of those scenes to make the complete game. So there's like so many points uh, within the creative process where you sit there and go, you're you're fully involved in this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess again, um, I can't judge the creator too much. Um, you know, maybe he just saw it as, you know, a creative platform, a niche which could be filled because there are people out there who would enjoy this. You know, again, I don't know why you would, but yeah. um, it but could guess... be like a valuable commentary. Um, it could be trying to say, some... I don't think it is, but it could be trying to say something about this person's personal life experience. You know, maybe they suffered a rape yeah. and they want to get that out in a specific way. You just never quite know. I think it's a really slippery slope to judge um, the creator based on the artwork. Obviously, sometimes that does correlate. Yeah, on the content. You know, like, um, what's his name? Zac Efron's going to play Ted Bundy in a film about serial killer Ted Bundy. Does that mean Zac Efron suddenly is like, I like killing women? No, obviously not. We can separate the actor from the character there, and I feel like that's an important distinction. So yeah, I definitely. think this guy has every right to try and make this game and everybody in the world that isn't him has a perfect right to say, I'm not playing this shit, I'm not buying this shit, you shouldn't have made this shit, but he he can do what he wants. doesn't mean anything necessarily about yeah. him. I'm assuming it's a him as well. Maybe that's my personal bias. Yeah, again, no, no. I think it is a him. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, maybe they've got a bit too in-depth for just a story about a game getting taken off Steam, but... No, I think like you said, it's a is is a valid point. You can't just pass you can't pass judgment. Um and I think again, Steam has acted correctly, but I think the main story about this is that or the main point to take away is less the fact that this game was made yeah. or that games like this exist, because like we just covered, other really weird niche games also exist. I oh. think the main the main question uh or the main people in question are Steam to say if this is not the brand that you are advertising as a Steam store why is this on your store yeah Steam's uh, been a cesspool you know, for a long fucking time precisely you 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 now need to start moderating heavily what goes onto your store you need to have a a huge overhaul of your moderation process and you need to start actually policing what games are around because, like you said, it's going onto the Steam store. You don't know what you're buying. You're sitting there going, oh, unless this is a genuinely advertised game. Is it even an indie title anymore? No, it's just an asset flip. Is it an indie title? No, it's technically a porn game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's the main point to take away from it is that Steam hopefully will start cleaning up its store um, front and actually policing and moderating what goes on it now. All right, you know, well, let's hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed indeed. Well, that's it for the news. Uh, only four stories, but I think we milked every last drop we could. Yeah, that's how you the shit out of it, mate. We did, <laughs> we did well. We did well. We did. Uh, I think it's going to be probably quite a light what we've been playing segment uh, this week, but there yep. is going to be one after the music, so stay tuned for some music and to find out what we've been playing this week.
Hello everybody and welcome to this week's video game music segment. Me the host of this segment, Gareth. I uh, apologise if I sound a bit coldy. I've had a cold all week. Uh, we recorded the rest of the episode on Monday. It's now Saturday afternoon. Uh, the reason it's taken me so long to edit and all that shit is just because of life. Being exhausted after work and trying to go to the gym and coming home for the gym and having to cook and cooking myself healthy so it takes a while and then I've got to eat it and then I want to watch something while I eat it. Maybe the show isn't finished and then people are like, oh, play games with me. So it's taken me like five days to get around to editing and I do apologise um, but to make up for it I have some very fucking good music for you um, this is from Zelda uh, it's the Gerudo Valley theme but not as you've probably heard it before this is from the 25th anniversary orchestral version of the um, classic Legend of Zelda music if you go on YouTube and you just search for Legend of Zelda 25th anniversary uh, add the word orchestra in or symphony or something like that uh, you'll find a bunch of tracks pretty easily. The whole album is fantastic. It's almost like orchestral remixes of classic Zelda themes, but they're all incredible. So I'm going to play the uh, Gerudo Valley version, but definitely go on YouTube, look for this album and listen to it. It's incredible. So from the Legend of Zelda 25th anniversary CD, this is Gerudo Valley.
Dave. Yeah. You mentioned earlier you have been yeah. playing Apex Legends for, I assume, the Xbox. Yep. Um, let's hear about your ongoing thoughts on Apex. Right, so this... As a Battle Royale game, now, uh, a couple of... Uh, was it last episode or a couple of episodes you enlightened me to Tetris Battle Royale? Yeah, Blew my mind. Blew my mind! Well, fucking everyone is jumping on the Battle Royale train. But, um... This Apex Legends Battle Royale came out alongside Anthem, released by EA as well. Mm-hmm. They released it in a shadow sense because they didn't advertise it. It yep. just came out. Uh, the, there was a trailer on the Xbox homepage and it was like, oh, it's free to play. And now it's one of the top played games and it's trumping Anthem in regards to player base. Oh, big time. Which yeah. is fucking hilarious. 50 million um, users, I think they've said. Oh, yeah. 50 million concurrent. was Is that concurrent? No, I think it's what, just 50, uh, 50, like 50 million 50 people million. have played the game since long. Yeah, I've played it. Um, which is crazy, really. Um, I really am enjoying it. Like, from a from a gaming and social point of view um, it makes me question why PUBG is like it is <laughs> um, you know the graphics on it for Apex are on par with Titanfall mm-hmm. it's from the same studio who made Titanfall 2 um, it's on par the movements um, the controls are smooth uh, the the systems in regards to upgrades and guns are very similar to that of, say, Overwatch and Fortnite. So um, there's four tiers of improvements for, for attachments and armor. Um, each one gives you a little boost each time you upgrade. So white, blue, purple, gold. Um, and then... I think the thing that I enjoy the most about it, especially with the attachments, is that you can clearly see the difference between a level one attachment and a level four attachment. It right. really is a game changer. As opposed to PUBG where it's like a thumb grip or a horizontal grip. Precisely. And you're like, uh... and you're like I, just, I don't really fucking care. <laughs> Does it matter? I don't even know. Okay. Um... The pros in regards to the game, like I said, so no loading lag, really. Um, I've got a theory on this. I'll come back to it. Um, No loading lag. Um, The graphics are really good. The concept is really good. So each each character has a special ability or a two-tiered special ability. So they've got like a level one special ability and then a special special move. Mm-hmm. which is unique to each character and if you make the team correctly you can really generate some quite damaging when used properly special moves can be extremely useful and just adds that extra element to the game um, like I said the map is just it's just one map at the minute it's diverse enough small, but small enough for it to be competitive um, but also feel like you can escape scenarios yeah um and like I said, each game I feel like I can win. Really? Um, I don't feel like I can win. No, I, this is... <laughs> hang on, uh, reserve. Okay, this is just a pose <laughs> okay. at the minute. Okay. 
each game I feel like I can win. Okay. You know, when I start, depending on how I land. Now, going back to my theory about the loading lag. So, going back to PUBG, the loading lag is unreal. Even now, like I've upgraded my bloody console, I've upgraded my internet, I'm now wired. Nice. Why, why have I still got loading lag? Like the, the the graphics on PUBG are atrocious. They're like PlayStation Two graphics. <laughs> okay, and yet I still land, and textures haven't loaded in. Yeah, you know I land and loot hasn't loaded in. Uh, I land and loot has loaded, but I can't pick it up. Like you know, I I have to wait to play the game, and in a battle royale situation where sometimes fast paced is the way to play it does affect your competency in that mm-hmm. game you know um in regards to um apex is that the map is fully loaded already it's wonderfully colorful 3d graphics looks up to date the character designs are unique some are some audio loops and that's annoying um but you have enough creativity and individuality and i think what i enjoy about the game is that it doesn't force the um pay for me stuff down your throat the what, it's like, this is you know all the pay the, the pay upgrades the um oh. in, in-game transactions right right okay it doesn't throw it down your throat it's not like every single time i'm loading you know there is a loading screen yeah but that can quite easily be an advert that's you true know, it can quite easily be oh get it today 50% off coins <laughs> you know it could quite easily be an advert every single game could quite easily be you know slamming that advert down your face to buy coins mm-hmm. you know despite the fact that it is only cosmetics and despite the fact you can it is still loot boxes I don't agree with loot boxes um, but it's it's easy to ignore you know the fact that it's a free to play game entices people into actually spending money but it doesn't force it down your throat and I respect that you know I've even been tempted to look at some of the character models and especially the the gold tier um, um, outfits that you can wear you sit there and go actually some of these are pretty cool and I would pay for them but I'm not going to I'll just grind <laughs> I'll just grind until I've got enough crafting materials to do it myself. Uh, but that's the sort of person I am. Um, but like I said, it it maintains your interest. The guns are... There's enough variety. I've got to a point where I know what guns I prefer over others. Okay. But I think the best thing when I'm playing with different people, a gun that I absolutely hate, someone else will love. Okay. So you sit and go, actually, there's enough variety, so this is fine. In PUBG, I felt like there are certainly about three guns that you're aiming for. If you don't have those guns, it's probably pointless you carrying on. So you sit there and go, oh. if I don't have an M4, I can't be fucked. My issues with it... Um, Despite the fact that it loads, there's no loading lag. My theory is is that there is a bit of loading lag, but it's it's hidden better. Okay. So from playing the game, uh, sometimes it tells you uh, what sort of 
So high tier, mid tier, and if it says nothing, then it's low tier loot. Okay, okay. It's, it kind of gives you expectations of what sort of loot you can expect to find in an area. So high tier loot, you're more likely to find those higher tier attachments. Not necessarily guns, because all the guns, again, they're they're subjective. But you are more likely to get like higher tier ammo, uh, no armor, sorry, and higher tier attachments in these high tier zones, which I quite enjoy. But sometimes, so when we land directly into a high tier zone to start off with, there's not much loot. That is high tier. Okay. If I progress into the game a bit longer, so say, for example, three minutes have passed, and I run into a high-tier zone, I'm more likely to find high-tier loot. So our theory is is that there is a loading lag, but the game hides it quite well. So it slowly loads in these high-tier and mid-tier items. But because we found that as the game progresses, the likelihood of us finding higher-tier attachment raises. Um, so sometimes when I land, you've literally only got base level stuff. So you've got like, you're, you're lucky enough to find a a shotgun or a pistol, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be those bog standard pistols that you start off with. Cause I find that when we land hot, so with like say two or three other teams in the same area, everyone is shooting pistols. No one's got like an assault rifle in their hands. No one's got a sniper everyone's got pistols or shotguns because they are always the first guns to load Um, so I think from playing the game for a bit longer my theory is is that there is a definite loading order for the loot and I think until you get into the game a bit more um, you're less likely to find those higher tier items Um, saying that I don't think it's changed the outcome or the playability of my game because the one thing that I find with this game which I think is unlike PUBG is that it is entirely luck based right (laughs) (laughs) would you agree I would 100% agree so in terms of PUBG even if I have a shit gun I feel confident in my ability as a player that I could probably defeat someone who is less experienced than me Yeah, with a shit gun and vice versa. I know that if I have a top tier gun in PUBG and someone who's better than me has a pistol, he could definitely kill me Yeah, because his skill level is higher. Um, in Apex though... <laughs> It is entirely dependent on what guns and loot you can accrue throughout your playtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, people have got preferences, like I just said. But if I drop in an area and I run into a house and it's literally only got attachments, I'm fucked. Yeah. You know, unless you drop and you are lucky enough to run into, you know, so many houses and pick up guns and ammo you can't win those early battles. Like I, we've, we've gone through games and the loading times are fantastic. Like, you know, Apex will, you can go through um, five or six games in 15 minutes, you know, yeah. because you're out of a game, fuck it, 
uh, you leave the lobby, literally five seconds, you're in lobby, everyone readies up, an extra five seconds, you're choosing your character. So from ending the game to starting the next game, 20 seconds, maximum 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, really quick turnaround. You don't feel like, not like PUBG, where you're waiting up to five minutes to join a game. Um, so the turnaround's there. It's quick. It's It keeps you motivated to keep playing one more game. And that's on purpose. And I think they've just aced it. But like I said, when it comes down to playability and actual gameplay... I don't think I can get better at the game. I don't feel myself getting better at the game. I feel the games that I have won has been based entirely on luck. Yeah. Uh, and based entirely on the loot in which I was able to accrue. Uh, based on if I've got the drop on a team and was able to sneak into a battle scenario and then capitalise. Um it differentiates massively compared to PUBG in regards to play style. Um, you're almost encouraged to... Well, not even that. Not even encouraged. As soon as you see someone, you have to either wait and expect them to attack you or hope they haven't seen you and attack them. Yeah. They're your only two options. you know. And I'm talking about distance as well. Like there was a there was a match that we played last night, and we saw these people from quite literally almost the other side of the map, mm-hmm. and we knew that we had to move towards them because they were definitely moving towards us. Like as soon as anyone in this game sees someone, they are on full on offensive. Yeah. Like there's no tactics; it's just full on offensive, um, which is good in some games. And dreadful in others. So in some games, like... In a battle royale, in my sense, I feel like there needs to be a good mix of both. But... So, you know, sometimes, like I said, you want to run away. And we could regenerate and come back. Uh, In Apex, it feels like... Unless you are full-out attack, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, which frustrates me because I'm only attacking if I've got the correct weapons to attack. Yeah. And this is what, and then it goes around in a circle. If I've dropped and I've got shit loot, I'm less likely to attack, which means I'm actually now just a victim and I'm waiting for a team to attack me with better loot and kill me. You know, there's no skill involved, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it's based on a reload. Sometimes skill does come into play in regards to throwing the grenade at the correct time, um, using your special ability at the correct time, knowing when to pop that shield reboost to give you that little bit of an advantage. Um, So say, for example, if I've got an extended mag on my assault rifle, I've got more ammo than him. He's reloading... So I pop a shield regeneration as he's reloading. I get the advantage because I've got now more health and I I haven't had to reload. So that's how I win that skirmish. Mm-hmm. So little things like that I'm getting better on. But I feel the overall gameplay, I, I, I can't identify... Say for you, if you were new to the game, I can't say to you what you could do to immediately improve your playstyle. Right. I can't say to you, oh yeah, avoid that. Don't do that. Do this. 
like in PUBG, I could say, oh yeah, um, hang back a bit. Oh yeah, go this way. It's a bit more tactical, where you can feel like actually my playstyle will win me this game. In Apex, it feels like the loot wins me the game. And I feel like actually the people I play with as well have realized it. And if we are five minutes into the game and still haven't picked up good loot, we are either hoping to get the drop on someone who's just won a battle and therefore are regenerating so I can just jump on them and nick their loot. Yeah. Um, or we're just waiting for someone to attack us and kill us. That's literally, it's almost like we just quit. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, saying that, at the minute it's maintaining my attention. At the minute, I feel like I'm enjoying it enough. It's a quick, it's a quick game that I can go in and out of. Um, you spend an hour and then that's it. You yeah. know, I I rarely spend longer than two hours playing Apex. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure whether that's because I I reckon it's because the games are quicker. Um, inherently, it's quicker turnover than other Battle Royale games that I've played. But I just feel that a lot of Battle Royale games are now based on luck. It's based on loot. It's, you know, it's it, it's not based on player skill. Like, one of my friends plays Gears of War and is incredible mm-hmm. at it. But when I watch his videos that his Xbox has clipped or he's clipped and shared with people, you sit there and go, that is pure skill. Like there is definitely a there's definitely a, a a skill margin between the people he's playing against and him. Yeah. And you sit there and go, so you know, despite the fact you're using the same guns, the tactics used and that you know how to, you know, utilize in a say search and destroy match, mm-hmm. that's more competitive to me, you know. Battle Royale games don't feel competitive. I don't feel the drive to win a Battle Royale game, necessarily. Especially Apex. I don't get annoyed if I lose because that's almost the expected outcome. Right. When I win, it's more just laughable because I was just like, how the fuck did we win that? Like, I can't I can't tell you what we did to win. I, I've won seven games of Apex. Shit, Al. Um, I can't tell you what I did to win those, though. <laughs> I can't I can't say to you oh yeah this this is the strat that always works no it was just luck it was just pure luck um mm. but yeah that's it like some of the people when you sit there and go right you're better than me or um you defeated me um again I can't say why or how they defeated me like the people who have got like really impressive stats I'd love to see their counter wins. Like, so, for example, when a champion comes up, it will show you his stats. Mm-hmm. And uh, we count with a person who had, like, 4,000 kills and um, 252 wins. Yeah. And we were just like, yeah, I'd like to see that as a percentage or as a ratio of win to loss. Yeah. So, like, 252 out of a possible 5,000 games that he's played, he's won. <laughs> so, you sit there and go, yeah. So, it's, it's not based on skill. Um, it's purely based on luck. And, like like I said before, is that... Um, I think I sent it in a message, didn't I, on the WhatsApp group, is that Apex has this champion system where the best player from the previous game 
So either the person who won the game previously or the kill leader is designated as the champion. Mm -hmm. And it will say something like, oh, the champion's in this vicinity. So you would hear your character actually warn you when the champion is around. Um, But how often you actually hear within like the first two minutes of the game, oh, the champion's fallen. And yeah. it comes over like the uh, the comm system in the game to say, oh, there's a new kill leader. Oh, there's a new champion. Um, and it happens within like 90 seconds um, of the game starting. So you sit there and go, well, the champion's not based on skill, is it? It's just based on luck. Yeah. Now, if the champion was based on skill, you'd imagine that the champion would be getting to the final ring every single game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you would expect the champion to have at least you know the the top's kills or at least like i said was surviving a majority of the game but it's not the case yeah like the it's become so regular now it's almost like a meme in the apex like community where they're like oh how long until the champion dies this time like michael was saying uh, last night um that he had won the game previously to the one that i had joined him in and we actually started... So my first game, I was in the Champions team. Okay. Because Michael had won the game previously. Um, so it came up with our really abysmal stats <laughs> as champions. <laughs> because I had played no games with this character that mm-hmm. I, I selected. So I had no kills <laughs> with this character. No damage, no shots fired. Um, and we died pretty much instantaneously I think we were 18th team <laughs> so you sit there and go oh great see we're champions we're just going to get headhunted um, and it's not even the fact that we get highlighted or anything like that as a champion like I said uh, actually the notification is quite um, passive Yeah, it's just your character stating that the champion's within the vicinity um, so if you're not listening then you wouldn't notice but it doesn't really like you said it doesn't phase you it doesn't mean anything and if anything, it just goes to prove that champion isn't based on skill. It's just based on, you know, the events of last game. And it's not based really on anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. not an attribute that you hold high. It's not an attribute where you go, yes, I'm a champion. <laughs> it means fucking nothing. Okay. Yeah. Part of the appeal of, like, PUBG, when it was when it was newer, was, you know, everyone wanted to have at least one win under their belt. And you think to yourself, how do I achieve that win? So you would... I'd be playing games with my friend and we'd lose and we'd be like, okay, what what did we do badly in that? Okay, we just need to get more used to fights. So we would drop in places where a load of people would drop in, get used to the guns and all that stuff. Okay, now what? Now we need to get better at our positioning. You know, in fights we could yeah. be going behind walls more, using more cover. We could be using the map better. Let's let's pay attention to the map and like the shape of the hills and all this stuff. When you play Apex, it's like, okay, I guess I just run towards the circle. <laughs> and shoot at anything that moves it's like there's yeah, no as well. there's like, no, we saying, nothing like, deeper a, to it no yeah like like, like like you're saying like PUBG is like once you get used to uh, it, despite the fact that it annoys me as a and it's difficult for me to actually say which one's better but um, despite the fact that graphics annoys me like the the play style as a Battle Royale game is more suited to PUBG like yeah. the Battle Royale format PUBG is more suited towards it I think um 
and using Bob's term, I guess Apex is suited to more towards the A ADHD society that gaming <laughs> has now turned into, where like they can't fucking wait like 15 minutes to get into a skirmish they need a skirmish instantaneously and you know apex almost guarantees that every single game um but yeah like i said like or like you were saying is you know when you land and you're saying right oh for the first couple of games we're just going to land hot in PUBG and we're just going to get used to fighting again or i'm going to i'm going to test out these new weapons and then like you said you start you start identifying which weapons you prefer oh i'm not i'm not going to try peeking See if that gives me an advantage. I'm going to start cooking grenades and see if that gives me an advantage. I'm going to see if I can, you know, try this strat. Oh, if there's someone on top of the hill, I'm going to need to have to come behind him. Yeah. Um, but also in PUBG, the, the the ring was a serious deterrent. Like, serious deterrent. Mm-hmm. Like, you will die in the ring if you get caught. Um, you know, loot in Battle Royale games is always um, luck-based. But again it felt a bit more even in PUBG sometimes. I say yeah. that actually. There's a thing in PUBG where, it, like you said, you, you put it perfectly, if somebody has a pistol but they're way better at the game than me, they're going to kill me no matter yeah, what that's it. I have. They're just so, going to smash me. But that's when you start thinking like, okay, if some, no matter what situation I'm in against somebody who's better than me, they're going to have the advantage. So I need to use like my environment better. I need, yeah, that's to, it, I yeah. need to start there's, packing there, like smoke grenades a is a good example there's there. like loads of cool things yeah. going on in PUBG when you're actually trying to win that I don't think are there in Apex not for me anyway no no no, no, no there isn't you're right and this is what I said is that you know back to my um, point about the champion it just proves that it's not skill based because if the champion's dying in 90 seconds of the game then that clearly isn't an attribute that's based on skill it's just an attribute that was given to him and no one really knows how you achieve champion yeah. because we've won games and then not been the champion the next <laughs> so you go how do you achieve champion it's just a random statistic that they throw at you it feels like but um, my point was is that the ring is never a deterrent in Apex either mm-hmm. like because the map is smaller um, you can always make the ring but even if you get caught in the ring like no joke here we were in the ring for I, I think 30 seconds on okay. most games last night and we didn't even come close to dying like the ring does not take as much health as you expect it to take um, so it feels like as a battle royale game it's quite soft they don't want you to die from environment there's no full damage there is no uh, like the ring doesn't do enough damage yeah. like you can't get stuck and you know get like you have to be seriously trying to die from the ring to actually get down mm-hmm. um, and then you can always pick each other up um, and there's enough healing items around that you, you, you never struggle for health or you never struggle to recuperate after a battle um, and which I think is just you know it just lacks that sense of urgency like you never in PUBG, when the ring was coming in, it would force you to act quickly. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you would have to choose between finishing the skirmish and surviving or surviving the ring. One or the other. Um, or knowing that getting into the ring early could be a positive, but the alternative is getting into the ring late and probably getting being forced into a situation that you don't want to be in. Like, exactly. you know. I'm running into open ground here. I don't want to run into open ground. Um, 
but in Apex every single skirmish that I've had almost feels the same uh-huh. um, the game that we won last night was like kind of a perfect like simile for this because um, we had bad loot really until the last ring and there were four teams left <laughs> okay so we were just kind of accepting our fate um, with bad loot um, and just wandering just making ring every single time looting areas as we were moving towards the ring hoping to find something better but just kind of uh, just winging it really making sure we made the ring mm-hmm. we made the final ring with these three other squads and it was a, it was a decent sized ring but small in terms of apex because you can cover the ground so quickly it's quite small so if a team spotted you they would know where you are uh-huh. we literally all three of us walked into this hut uh, from one door just as that another team came in from the other side um, it was literally like a Mexican standoff and it was fucking hilarious because they had walked in backwards because they clearly spotted a team uh, on the other side of this cabin this house so they had walked in backwards to be like oh we'll be safe in here we literally just walked in it was like a Quentin Tarantino movie we all just kind of looked at each other and we had automatic machine guns and we just literally blitzed them they stood no chance whatsoever there was three of us with LMGs and we just absolutely tore them to shreds and then we were like oh that's fucking lucky all of them had gold cases which means they had top tier loot yeah so we looted them, gained all of their guns and um, armor, and then won the game because we had gained top tier loot. Yeah, but the other side of that is they were the playing a game where that, they found they, all the great loot and then it. just like, died to bullshit. That, that's exactly what my <laughs> counterpoint is going to be. I said, the, the counter story to this was that they played probably an outstanding game. They probably had four kills each okay they were bossing it they were absolutely killing it they had all the loot they had earned it they were doing really well they had walked into a hut where they had found just the wrong team yeah and they just got killed they got killed by absolute idiots who didn't know what they were doing and those idiots ended up winning the game because they were lucky that was it I said I can't say that it was player skill that you know won that for us it was just luck you know we had we had guns that carried 40 bullets and we just because we were all together we just absolutely blitzed them and that's it I think um, another our last point I wanted to make is that uh, Michael raised it is that in PUBG you in a 2 to 1 situation you felt like you still could do it mm-hmm. You or you could at least hold them off like, there was always know. a chance there was a chance that you could hold them off. Like like you said, use your environment, you could run around, you could even just leg it and people were less likely to follow you. Um, you would regroup with your team and try to, you know, tactically get around them again and, you know, get the advantage. Uh, in Apex, if you're not equal to the amount of players that you are facing it is rare that you're actually going to um, you know come out trumps 
yeah. um, in that situation. And I mean in open ground. Like there's ways in which you can do it in houses, in huts with special abilities and stuff like that. Uh, but in open ground, you're just... And the majority of Apex is open. Um, and I mean like, you know... Uh, despite the fact there's hills and stuff I'm, I'm what i mean by open ground is like you know not in an industrial or you know uh building-esque area yeah um so there's a lot of cave systems and i found that if i was just slightly ahead of my team and i came up against two people instantly and their third person was lagging a little bit behind i would be downed instantaneously because you just can't cope with that amount of um you know, challenge, mm. and you're you don't have enough time, or sometimes you're not lucky enough. You don't have the special ability to escape that situation. There's only certain characters that can kind of escape that situation, and um, so yeah, it is very much a team-based game, which is good. Um, but it means that if you're playing with two people, because at the minute it's 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 teams are free or nothing there's no alternatives there's no like duos or yeah. play singles or a four man squad so if there's two of us playing if it's me and Michael and then we get a random third person if that third person decides to go Rambo he's he's the other side of the map and he's dead within seconds Yeah. and then we are at a massive disadvantage immediately so I think they're the they're the downsides to it I think as a as a game that promotes team play, it's quite good. And when you do work as a team and all the special abilities kind of come together and you gel, you do have some matches where you're just like, oh, that was amazing. Like, even if you don't win. Oh, I remember that one skirmish that we had where we just absolutely blitzed them. You went, yeah. But I just feel like um, if PUBG sorted itself out in the fact it, you know, it's loading and it's lag and stuff like that, it wouldn't Apex wouldn't have as big a following as it does mm -hmm. I don't think so I hopefully PUBG gets its act together um, but like I said no. overall not hating it but yeah. I just don't I feel like it's one of those throwaway games that um, I'm not really fully invested in I'm enjoying it because I think I have a carefree attitude about it Yeah. if I cared about it I would be mightily pissed off and probably be deterred from it so if you're massively competitive it probably isn't the game for you. Yeah, I think it's good that it exists. You know, it forces Fortnite out of that top slot and actually makes yeah. some competition, which is always good. But yeah, yeah I'm that's not a huge fan of Apex either. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, I think, but that just comes down to the fact it, it it doesn't feel like it's inherently based on skill. It doesn't matter how long I play this game, I just have to accept that about six percent of it is based on luck. <laughs> um. And like I said, it's just a majority. I'd probably actually go as far as 70% of it is based on luck. You know, it's not based on my skill set. It's not based on strategies and getting around that player. It is based on just pure luck and whether I had the right things at the right time. Mm -hmm. That's it. But yeah, like I said, I'm still probably going to play it. I still have... That's probably going to be my competitive game. I've got God of War on the PlayStation, which I've I've installed, but yet to start. Okay. I haven't been well in. Um, I feel like I need to be in full-on concentration to actually enjoy that game. So I'm looking forward to starting that. Cool. Well, I have um, Resident Evil 2 
I'm going to be playing that nice. uh, sometime in the next week. Uh, so next episode we'll actually have that to talk about, hopefully, and God exactly. of War, and you'll have been and to Comic-Con. And my massive feature on MCM Birmingham. Yeah. Dave, so, yeah. remind the people where they should follow you for all the latest. Uh, all the latest uh, news and uh, cosplay photography on Penguin Photographics on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah, and if you people want to show me uh, Pokemon that are uh, shit from the last from, few Pokemon games, from black onwards, yeah, black, black and white, white onwards, onwards. Uh, feel free at Game Banter, and uh, I'll tell you why you're wrong, and you'll love it. He's exactly. always right, a hundred percent of the time. Alright Dave, I think that'll exactly. do it. I think I'll wrap that'll wrap up do it for us. 141. Exactly. Good good talk. Uh really enjoyed that. And I hope that my sickness gets better very soon. So that I don't have to uh feel so dreadful. Man flu, man, send me love. I'll send you love once I get over my man flu. Exactly. Send me love. But until next time, go. Oh uh, uh also Dave I should say uh, good luck with Storm Gareth which is supposed to be hitting the UK tomorrow yeah I was about to say yeah. uh, that did pop up it did make me giggle I was going to say something but Google notified me yeah. Storm Gareth is on its way I was like <laughs> <laughs> it's already fucking here mate <laughs> <laughs> stay safe don't get hit by uh, a falling tree <laughs> uh, I will I will endeavour not to alright alright mate until next time see you soon see you soon mate